with the sixth pick in the NBA draft, the Indiana Pacers select Benedict Matherin from the University of Arizona. Six foot six shooting guard, so on and so forth. We got him. The Pacers got Matherin. All is well in the world. I was hoping that the Pacers would get Matherin. I dressed my twin girls up with, in Pacers gear, took an adorable photo of them, sent it to friends and family. Day of the draft, said we want Matherin. They got what they wanted. The girls get what they want. Um, yeah, it was... I, I had so, so the way the draft went... Um, when the Sacramento Kings took Keegan Murray at number four, there was a lot of talk beforehand that the Pacers might trade up to get that number four pick and, and get Jaden Ivey, um, which I was, I was like, uh, I don't know. I was kind of on the fence about that one. Um, but that obviously didn't happen. And when the Kings took Keegan Murray, I was stoked because I knew that meant we were either going to get Jaden Ivey or we were going to get Benedict Matherin. And when, when Detroit took Ivy, it was like, all right, great. We got Matherin and boom, the Pacers nailed it. They picked him. Um, and of course, you know, after they, after they drafted Matherin, like in the press conferences, uh, you know, they're saying, you know, we got our guy. They really liked, they really liked Matherin throughout the whole process. And, um, there's a lot to like about Matherin, like, um, you know, I went into to some of this stuff, I think, in last in the last podcast when I was talking about Matherin and Dyson Daniels as a couple of guys I liked. But uh, Matherin, I haven't gone deep into his into his um, background, but I know he's an international player. He came from Montreal, Canada, but then he played uh, a couple of years, I think, in Mexico for uh, with NBA Academy. And so he's, you know, he's a guy that's been around, um, you know, and he's been around the game in a pretty, you know, uh, you know, significant manner. I mean, he's traveling, like leaving his home to just play basketball at, at that age. Um, so he's committed to it, you know, and uh, he went to Arizona his freshman year was good, good enough that at the end of it, he could have been a first round pick. You know, he gets in, he gets, you know, the scouts and stuff telling him, hey, you could come back, you work on X, Y, and Z, you know, you come, you know, you'll, you could move up in the draft. And that's exactly what he did after his sophomore year. You know, now he, he got picked number six. Uh, he made huge improvements from his freshman to sophomore year. And he's young. He just turned 20 a couple of days ago. So, you know, he's got a lot of room to improve still. But he's also he's already shown so much that he can do, um, and it was just awesome. It was awesome. The whole the draft night was was sweet. I mean, Matherin just looks the part. He looks like he looks like he should be casted as like the best player. Like in an NBA movie, he's like the guy that is the main character. Like he just has the look. He's just six. I mean, he just he's just six six. You know. Big ripped, he's strong, like 
he just looks he and and at the draft he was rocking it um with uh his with his style he's definitely got the style going on and he just looks the part and i just wonder you know is what like if Matherin is a star it's like he's he just kind of right away seems like he is and coming in um you know he said something in a in a interview about like Halliburton being his point guard and uh you know really looking forward to playing with Tyrese and like he's he was talking about what it he's someone a reporter asked like uh you know have you thought about catching that first alley-oop and he was like yeah I have thought about it and that's super exciting because it's going to be sweet um it the the whole the whole team the the it feels like feels like uh drafting Matherin has the potential to be like our foundation being set with him and Halliburton being the dynamic duo. Um, obviously we're going to need to add other things, but um, I, th- I, I just, I have a feeling that Matherin really, really could, could become uh, like a superstar player. I just think he has all the tools. Like he's got the athleticism that is elite enough to, to create separation Um He's got areas where he can improve, like his mid-range game and maybe his handle a little bit. And I didn't watch a ton of them, but I watched a game. Uh, I watched the TCU game in the uh, in the tr- in the tournament where Arizona wins and Matherin ends up with thirty. Um, but I just I had never watched him actually play a full game, so I was excited to to, to watch him play there. Um, but where was it going with that? Uh, you know. Basically, I just think Matherin's going to be a great fit in Indiana. Um, I think there's a, I think that there's potential that he could end up being like our go-to guy. Um, but I think I also think that Tyrese is going to be that guy as well. Like I truly think we're going to have like two superstars, and maybe in a way, if they both can like together, they elevate their game to that playing off of one another. That'd be sweet. I mean, I th- I think that they could. I mean, we we really need to watch them play, and because there's a there's a lot of. You know, I, I I will I get super I go I go I dream big, so I take like Matherin. I just imagine like best case scenario, for him and Halliburton together. Um, and so I definitely want to see how him play a little bit and and make sure that he is, you know, has the has the ability to 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 keep on going like at that trajectory but um i just think that those two together could be at some point you see a four year five years down the line uh the best backcourt in the nba i think they have all the tools i think halliburton is a good enough passer i mean you know if you got halliburton if he's leading the league in assists uh and then you got matherin you know, being a top five scorer in the league or something. I mean, I'm I'm dreaming big, but I'm just imagining Matherin being a guy that goes and gets you 25 plus a night. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think he 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 could be that type of scorer. I mean, that's how he plays. He plays. Um, I think he plays that that way. But um, yeah, it was just it's just it's just good to have Matherin here um, after the after the draft. You know, he was talking about how he was ready to just get to work. And I just wonder if that means he's going to be sticking around Indy 
and join in because I know like Tyrese Halliburton, like all the young guys, for, or not all of them, but a lot of them. I've heard like Tyrese has been in in Indiana, India, Indianapolis, like all the time. And I wonder if I mean, like, I wonder if they're just all the that that group of players that are down there, if they're just staying all year or all summer. I don't know, but it'll be interesting if uh, if um, Matherin and Tyrese already start working together soon. That'd be that would be awesome. I feel like for the Pacers, and I I just think it's just it's gonna be so exciting next year to see those two those two guys play together. Um, yeah, I think it was also uh, I think Matherin was a pick that a lot of people seem to respect around the league um, on Bill Simmons's pod. Kevin O'Connor, you know. They mentioned uh, uh, Matherin going to the Pacers, and you know he gave some compliments about that the Pacers backcourt now, and they have. I mean, they're not close to being the best backcourt in the league. That's that's just like glass half full. Um, you know, Matherin's twenty, Halliburton's twenty three. We're gonna have to see a lot of improvement from both of those guys, and the Pacers are gonna have to win. But if the Pacers are ever gonna win a championship, I'm kind of cool. I'm cool with these. I, I mean, I'm potentially cool with these two guys being the foundation of it. You know, without seeing Matherin play a single NBA game yet, just if he could actually, if, if his game translates, um, I think a lot of his game is going to translate, though, into the league just because of how athletic he is. He, uh, as a one-on-one -on -one player, just taking guys to the rim, and uh, he has the ability to draw fouls uh, and contact at the rim. Um, I think it, it was in that game a, a, in, against uh, TCU in the tournament that I was watching. I mean, he, he could just put his head down and just blow right past the defender and end up at the rim. Um, and he, so he draws, he, he was drawing a lot of fouls. He gets to the free throw line. He's got a good touch in the free throw line. He's, he just, um, I think his three point shooting can, can translate into the NBA as well. Like I look to him to be, pretty much lights out um, shooter from three. And I think he's going to take a lot of them. Um, yeah, I, it's going to be sick. And, and, and his ability to take, make, take and make tough jump shots. Um, it, it's it's going to be, it's going to, he's going to be able to space the floor. Tyrese can already space the floor. Um I'm super excited to see these two guys play together, but uh, what else? I, well, obviously, I think his athleticism is going to translate. I mean, he he has the type of highlights that are just you know you you just have to be like oh okay yeah like that's um, like Jaden Ivey has that too. Um, you know, Keegan Murray was a guy that didn't have any of those, but like Matherin is like he he can get up and body people uh, and and dunk it on top of heads and he you know i like i one of the things that i hope you know it's it's gonna this is what's gonna te be tested for him i think is like he plays with a lot of emotion and um kind of like a energy and passion where he and he gives it to guys like he he's not afraid to stare you down he he kind of plays with this fuck you mentality like i'm coming after you like we're the best team i'm the best player and he kind of just has a just he kind of has more of like a dominant style to his the way he plays um 
in a way, I don't know, this just came to my head, kind of like, maybe like Jimmy Butler, as in a way of like mentality out there. Um, but Mather, man, he's so smooth. He, I, I, he, I think he's so smooth. Um, it, 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 he just, he looks, it looks easy for him on offense. And so I, I think that's going to, I think that's going to translate. And, and I think that's going to actually end up being one of the main things that will determine if the Pacers can win a championship or not is if Matherin is able to keep that type of, um, I guess, mentality and, and, uh, belief and then actually back it up with the play and be like, be one of the best players or the best player, you know, or one of the best players, like an all NBA type player. Um, and then wherever Tyrese has, has his game ascended to at that point, potentially an all NBA player, like I best case scenario, Halliburton and Matherin are all NBA players four years from now. Um, and there's, and but what's fun is we got a long way to go, um, to get there. And, uh, we're going to be starting from ground floor here, but I think we have two foundational pieces here and I, st I still really like Isaiah Jackson. I can't wait to see how he looks this year. Um, I really want to see, I want to see Duarte. I'm actually probably going to talk about Duarte a little bit later because things have gotten a little interesting there. Um, but back, but back to Matherin, um, one of the one of the things that I I see of him is that's a strength, is his ability to uh, take like take criticism or take uh, coaching instruction, and and uh, and apply it to his game and get better. Um, you know, I mentioned like going from his freshman year to his sophomore year. Uh, I think people wanted to see what he could do with, in, with the ball in his hand a little bit more. Uh, he still, I think he still plays a lot more off ball. Um, but, uh, I don't know the fact that he just, he was able to improve his draft stock so drastically in one year. Um, he, he actually, there's a story that came out where he worked out with the Pacers, you know, before the draft and there was like some shooting drill where he, the goal was to hit 20 out of 25 and he just like couldn't get to it. And then they ended up, they quit practice because like the time was up or whatever. And it's like, he didn't get the goal and he goes and, you know, the, everyone goes and parts their, goes their way. And, and Matherin just happened to be staying in the city that night as well. And I guess somehow he got, or he reached out to Rick Carlisle and asked if the gym was unlocked. And then Carlisle was telling, so this, this is coming from Carlisle at the, at this press conference I was just watching and Carlisle was like, he was like blushing, telling this story uh, about how Matherin wanted to go work out. And so Carlisle goes and, and they do the workout with him. And, you know, he said, you know, they worked and, and he just raved about how coachable Matherin was and how much he was determined uh, to get better. And, woo boy, that is, that is very encouraging to hear. Like, um, cause, cause like Matherin, he, he has this persona that's so, I feel like it's so like, he just like, a, like a large, uh, I don't know. Like, it's almost like he has to be the best, not the best player, but just like he, he just has that kind of alpha energy about him. And 
if he's if he's willing to work like that and he has the physical tools, who's to say what he, you know, how 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 good he can't be, you know, how good he could be. Uh, I, I'm excited, man. I'm so happy that he is on the Pacers now. Um, you know, s- something else to think about with, you know, with him. I, it, it's just like, how does he fit with Tyrese Halliburton? I think it's a perfect fit. Like it's a match made in heaven here. You know, um, oh, like one thing that's pretty cool is Tyrese. Ty, so Malthorn wears war zero number zero at Arizona, and then uh, Tyrese wears zero for the Pacers now. So it's like, well, what what number is Malthorn going to be? He's going with double zero. So this backcourt is going to be zero and double zero. Uh, I've never seen that before. Uh, I don't know many players that have actually ever rocked a double zero as a number. Um, I don't know. It's going to take a little getting used to, but like if he backs it up and it can be awesome. Um, <laughs> it's just going to be weird. It's just weird seeing double zero out there. But then again, it's cool. It's like, hey, Tyrese and, and uh, Tyrese and Matherin, that's the pairing. Um you know, now Tyrese has an elite athlete to elite athlete to get out and go with. You know, Halliburton loves to push the ball. I think Rick Carlisle loves to push the ball. Matherin is an awesome guy to push the ball alongside with. Uh, he's awesome in transition. Highlights, uh, and not just the highlights, but, you know, just being able to get to the hoop. And that's where you can draw fouls, get you points, get you easy points. Um yeah, I'm just so excited to see those two guys run the floor together. And then you throw in Isaiah Jackson on top of that as well. Buddy Heel, the Duarte trailing for, you know, threes. It's gonna be they're gonna be a fun team to watch. Um I like the the pairing of Halliburton and Matherin. Um in in kind of like they uh like Matherin has kind of this imposing inner imposing energy about him where he's just kind of asserting himself uh onto the game and onto onto the you know the other team and Halliburton kind of plays with a little bit more of like a finesse where it's like but it's still killer at the same time like these guys kill in different ways um but like I think Tyrese is the perfect coach like the perfect guy to go alongside uh, Matherin now we're still so far away I'm going off the deep end here with this Matherin talk I, I understand I'm, I'm just like living in the world that he becomes the best player on the team as I'm recording this but like to me that's if we're going to win a championship like that's boom that's where it is and then it doesn't take anything away from Halliburton though and I think Halliburton is kind of player who's like he's he's not going to want to hold Matherin back at all like I don't think Halliburton's the kind of guy that's going to get jealous if his teammates averaging 26 points a game and he's averaging 19 to 21 a game but he's averaging 12 13 assists you know a couple boards and and we're winning but you got a guy in Matherin that's going out and getting you over 25 like I think that's you know, I don't think Halliburton has any problem with that. I think he's good with letting everybody cook, letting everybody eat, 
And um, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. This team's going to play a lot faster now with with Ma- with the addition of Matherin. Um, and, and assuming that we part ways with with Brogdon. Um, what else do I want to say here about Matherin and, and Tyrese? Um, I think that both of those guys, like the fact, I think Tyrese is so likable. He's going to be able to just manage all the different personalities and energies on the team very well. Um, you know, Tyrese almost like a player coach without being an actual coach, just like, uh, he, I think, I think Tyrese is just really emotionally mature. Just listening to the way he talks about basketball, um, and just as, yeah, I think he just has a good outlook on things, and I just think that he's gonna be he's gonna be a really good superstar to lead this team, alongside Benedict Matherin. And long term, I think they can make this a place that people want to stay in Indiana, if Halliburton and Matherin decide to just if they if they catch fire together and God willing stay injury free and have just like 10 years of career here um and this is just year 1 I would sign up for that right now the excitement of that of that combination and then and then we add pieces as we go um but yeah I I just I hope those guys, I hope it's special. I think there's a chance that it's special, and I just hope that that's what it ends up being. Um, I got super excited for the Oladipo era, uh, you know, and it was ended up just being a, a, a very, the best moments were at the very beginning, and then it, it, it just like was a slow fizzle out until the very end, and now we've hit reset, and going into next year, it's like I feel totally different. It's a brand new team. It's a brand new coach in a way, um, it's just like a whole new direction, a whole new foundation. Um, it's going to be fun. And I think that I like the fact that Halliburton and, uh, Matherin together are a big backcourt, you know, Halliburton six, five, Matherin six, six. I don't, there, I don't think there, there are, there are more physically imposing guards like, um, like Cade Cunningham or like Luca, um, but Tyrese and Matherin as your one and two, you can do far worse, uh, and I think that that's actually a positive. And then you build a a, a really good defense around like behind them. Uh, I think you got you got something special there. Um, but yeah, next season I want to see those two guys get big minutes, like thirty five minutes a night of both i want to see Matherin come in be the starting shooting guard i think uh well i'll talk about the log jam here you know well actually before that just the last thing about brogdon or not brogdon but uh Matherin and tyrese together you know how do they how I mean, to me i'm excited about these guys how do they rank amongst other you know backcourts in the league it's interesting, the new one that just formed in Detroit with Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey, that's kind of the, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a good, I mean, that, that has a really 
I think most people would, would rather have Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey over Halliburton and Matherin. But I think I I think that that Halliburton and Matherin have just as good of chance as being better than Cade and Jaden. If if Matherin becomes the player that I think he could be, and same with Halliburton, I think those two guys have just as much upside as Cade and Jaden. Maybe Cade has the most upside because of his size, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess Matherin's probably about the same size as Cunningham, but. Uh, Anyways, that would be kind of interesting to go around and just look at other teams and just think about who, what backcourts would be better um, than, than Matherin and Halliburton. Um, but I think that, obviously, go after the draft now, so the Pacers took Halliburton six, or sorry, not Halliburton, Matherin six. Um, they took Andrew Nebard. He's a point guard slash shooting guard from Gonzaga. He, they took him with the number 31 pick, six foot five guy. Um, and then they ended up getting, um, man, I didn't, it's, uh, shoot, his last name's Brown. Man, I'm spacing on it. I thought I wrote it down. Oh, Kendall Brown. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kendall Brown. But, uh, oh, shit, what was I doing? Where was I going with that? Oh, how does Matherin fit with the team? Oh, basically just that the fact that they're just we have shit ton of guards right now, and I I, I definitely assume that Brogdon is getting traded. I was wishing he would have got traded on draft night. Um, as long as he gets traded, I'm fine. I guess you know I just I'm ready for him to be gone, and hopefully we get something of value in return for Brogdon. And then, um, but so you take Brogdon out. Well, you still got the, there's a log jam at the point guard, shooting guard um, positions. You got Halliburton and Matherin. With my desire, those two guys are playing 35 minutes a night. Now, maybe Matherin moves over to the three a little bit. Uh, and maybe, uh, maybe there's times when Halliburton moves over to the two. And maybe they're, those guys are playing with McConnell or, you know, um, I guess Nebard as the backup point guard, uh, backup, backup point guard. But basically, with with still with the fact you, you take Rogdon out, it's still you got Matherin, Duarte and Buddy Heald. Those three guys are kind of all slotted in that shooting guards position. And th those are three guys that I would want to see get 30-plus minutes a night. I mean, maybe Buddy a little bit less, but I want to see Duarte play. Uh, so I guess it's like if you look at it from this year, maybe you go into it thinking you start Duarte or you start Brissett at the, four, at the three, and then maybe, um, I mean, if Jalen Smith comes back, this thing, this thing starts to get, I mean, it, it just, that would just be the cherry on, on the top here because you already got Isaiah Jackson. We still have Turner, but, um, man, if Jalen Smith comes back, that would be, that would be an awesome, awesome win for the Pacers this off season. Um, but I just don't know what they do with, um, with Duarte now and Matherin, I feel like it's a little, like I definitely, Matherin needs the minutes. He needs to start right away. Like 
this is the guy. I guess I wouldn't be really upset if they're like, you got to take it from Duarte, but I don't really feel like it's Duarte's to lose at this point. Like, I never felt like he claimed it. Um, so with potential roles, like maybe Matherin is, I think he should be our number one shot attempt guy and our starting shooting guard. Um, I wouldn't be upset if, if Halliburton has games where he gets more shots than Matherin, but I think it should, I think Halliburton and Matherin should always be one, two in field goal attempts next season. Uh, but Matherin should be number one most of those times. I think that would be ideal um, for the team. And with Duarte, though, maybe next year, if you start Brissett, maybe Duarte's coming off the bench, and but he's potentially finishing games. I don't know. It just it seems like there's just too much with Buddy Heald now, and, and just adding a shooting guard like Matherin, I'm kind of like... I hate getting rid of these guys because I, I like Duarte. I like Buddy Heald. I like TJ McConnell. But I don't know. I don't know. I think you got to move. You got to get moving on some of them. That's just too many guards. But who knows? I mean, we're not, I don't think I don't think they're necessarily. Um, and this this will get me into this segment here. Kind of like uh, Kevin Pritchard has, a, you know, they had a press conference. He said that this is going to take time. It's going to take a little time. Uh, so I don't think the Pacers are necessarily going to scratch everything if they don't make the playoffs next year. I think they want to be competitive, but I don't. I think they're willing to. I think they're committed to just kind of these young guys that they just brought in, and the new era of the Pacers here. Um, he talked about. Some of the things that the that they were looking that the team was looking for going into the draft is they wanted to be they wanted to get more athletic, they wanted to become more dynamic. So, uh, I think the perfect you know like Sabonis is great, but he wasn't necessarily athletic, and he wasn't he, his play wasn't really dynamic. But um, he had ways of being dynamic, but. Um, Sabonis isn't the, the best example, but just basically like you just add up all these like at best average athletes that the Pacers have had that we tried to run with the past, you know, four years. If you look at Sabonis, Turner, Brogdon, Levert, uh, TJ Warren, like you look at those guys, like they just, neither, nobody pops off the page as being like, oh damn, this guy's like Isaiah Jackson or oh damn, this guy's like O'Shea Brissett. Or this guy's like, you know, Benedict Matherin. And now we got Kendall Brown, who's a guy who can get up and, and rattle the rim. Um, they, wanted, they wanted to add players that brought an intelligence to the basketball game, the way that they saw the game. Um, I think they attributed that a lot to the 31st pick, Andrew Nemard. I don't know his, how to pronounce his last name. I've never watched him play. Um, but I'm excited for him. He's got six, six, five. That's interesting. I, mean, I like that. That's a good big guard. Maybe he's like a long time, long-term backup guard, third playmaker. Who knows what his ceiling is? Um, so those are just, Oh, one of the other things that Kevin Pritchard said at the draft that I found interesting was he said that they felt like they got three of the top 20 players on their board. And obviously 
they only had one pick inside the top 20. So they were really happy with the draft and the players that they were able to acquire. Um, and, you know, they said the same thing last year whenever they drafted Duarte 13 and Jackson 22. You know, they, they talked about how they and, – and both of those guys um, have got me excited about the future. Uh, they're, they're, part, they're definitely parts of what we got going on here. And um, I guess that's about all for Kevin Pritchard. Rick Carlisle, he took the mic. Um, I already told the story about him blushing with, uh, with Matherin coming, coming back and asking for a second workout. But Carlisle, you know, he said last year, he said, you know, last year our team was, we were last in dunks. And <laughs> that just speaks to the lack of athleticism that we had. Uh, he mentioned in what, but once like Isaiah Jackson started getting more minutes and thing and the trade and stuff, things started to change. That was certainly true. It was a, it was a more enjoyable brand of basketball to watch when Tyrese Halliburton joined the team the last 26 games of the season. And um, Carlisle said that these three picks that they've got coming in here are all, are, are all versatile, you know, positionally. He said Matherin can play the two or the three. Uh, Niebuhr can play the one or the two. Kendall Brown can play the three or the four. Uh, so, Carlisle seems super excited about uh, Matherin specifically, and I think Tyrese Halliburton as well. I think he's um, he probably is looking at Halliburton like the next great point guard in his in in you know kind of under under how or under Carlisle's command as coach because Carlisle coached Jason Kidd and he's coached Luka Doncic and uh, even though they didn't have a ton of success with Luka, um, you know he won a championship with Jason Kidd. I think he likes Halliburton being his point guard, and we added a guy in Matherin now that it's like, you guys can run, and you guys can get it going, and, and let's fill it up, you know? Um, yeah, it's exciting. It's good to see the coach pumped. It's I think everybody, I think the whole organization has a, has a, uh, just positive feelings, except for a few, and... I would understand why they wouldn't really be thrilled about what's going on. And that's what I just wonder about what, you know, the big questions as we move on here in the off season is what happens, what, what trades do the Pacers make? I really, really hope I've said, you know, I really hope they move on from Brogdon and I don't know. I'm kind of open to, Miles, if if there's more value for Miles, you know, halfway through the season, or maybe, you know, maybe I would like to see Miles be the center, especially if we don't bring Jalen Smith back. But if we bring Jalen Smith back, I think you just say bye to Miles, get what you can. He kind of turns into uh, what you have with Brogdon, where you're just trying to get something back. And, um, but then at the same time, it's like the team would be the most successful if we kept Brogdon and we kept Turner and we played those guys. Because, I mean, you could have a you could have Turner. I mean, what? Yeah, I, Tyrese, Brogdon, Matherin, Turner, Jackson, Duarte, you know, the whole crew. 
decent team. Now I'm not in love with that idea. I want to see. I, I I'm ready to see the new, um, the new young guys. But at the same time, I don't know. I just I just am ready to. I'm ready to see Brogdon leave. Um, what happens with Jalen Smith? That's a big deal. And if he could come back, that would be like I said, icing on the cake. Um. It's all it's all up around the corner here. Um, the next thing here is summer league. The first game of the, for the Pacers is on a Friday. It's July eighth, and that's going to be exciting. I'm excited to watch. Hopefully, we can watch some of these some of these summer league games. Get a look at the younger guys. Um, yeah, and just just kind of see what happens there. It's exciting. I'm I'm pumped for a Matherin. I like the zero 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 combo. With him and Halliburton, um, it could look corny if they're really bad and this thing blows up. I guess, you know, that's always an option, right? That's always an option. That it doesn't always. The picture that I painted of of having two All NBA players in your backcourt at the same time and winning the championship um, isn't always the case, and. Um, Matherin and Halliburton might not reach that, that level, and, and it may not be as fun as I'm hoping that it is, but there is hope that it could be that fun, and that's what we'll be rooting for. So, yeah, it's a good, good draft. I'm happy with Matherin. I think he has the, the superstar upside potential. That was the main thing I was hoping the Pacers would go for. I think he fits great along with Halliburton. Um and that's that. We'll see what we'll see what goes on. Uh, super pumped for for Matherin and this team. So, with that being said, I will uh, probably get back on here. Maybe do another one once I watch a game or two in the summer league. And and I'm also interested in kind of looking around the league and seeing what kind of what kind of backcourts Matherin and and Halliburton could be better than and and who would you take over them so um all right i think that'll be a wrap for today it was a good draft and uh we'll uh we'll talk later thanks